Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Upon this matriculation Sunday at Boston University 2015, we gather for ordered worship. This hour of liturgy, music, and homily is offered for our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful material support, your written and emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership and service in our midst, and as the Spirit moves come Sunday, your presence right here with us in worship. As we sing the hymns of faith, we do so alongside Charles Wesley, who wrote, Unite the pair so long disjoined, knowledge and vital piety, learning and holiness combined, truth and love for all to see. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand now in the praise of God.
May we pray. Almighty God, the fountain of all wisdom, enlighten by your Holy Spirit those who teach and those who learn, that rejoicing in the knowledge of your truth, they may worship you and serve you from generation to generation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Take and read, and as we do, may an awareness of wonder, an awareness of beauty, an awareness of virtue, an awareness of mortality surround, overtake, and embrace us. Let us pause for our silent prayer as the choir sings for us our traditional Kyrie, Lord have mercy upon us. Beloved, as the scripture teaches, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven us. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the epistle of James Chapter 1, verses 17 to 27. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the word implanted that has the power to save your souls. Be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For those who look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious, and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. 
religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father, is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading responsively verses from Psalm 45 with the Antiphon.
My heart overflows with a goodly theme. I address my verses to the king. My tongue is like the pen of a ready scribe. You are the most handsome of men. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. Your royal scepter is a scepter of equity. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Your robes are all fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. From ivory palaces, stringed instruments make you glad. Daughters of the kings are among your ladies of honor. At your right hand stands the queen in gold of Ophir. Now please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark, chapter 7, verses 1 through 8, 14 and 15, and 21 through 23. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all of the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile. But the things that come out are what defile. For it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
please be seated. A warm word of greeting, especially to those newest among us, for this is our New Year's Sunday. Oh yes, we celebrate January 1st and enjoy it. We celebrate Advent 1 and enjoy it. We celebrate Rosh Hashanah and others like it and enjoy it. But today, Matriculation Sunday, is a day of happiness. As the scripture says, make a joyful noise to the Lord all the lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into God's presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Will you pray with me? Let us pray. Gracious God, holy and just, whose mercy is over all thy works, we invoke thy blessing today as we embark on this new journey. Guide us as we sail out for points unknown, ports unseen, and horizons unexplored. Be our north star, our compass, our sextant. Keep a clean wind blowing through our lives to make us happy and humble. Help us to seek shelter when the gusts of loneliness and failure threaten to capsize. Bless and help us to be a blessing to those commissioned to sail this ship, to set the course and lead the way. And a special intercession today for all the sailors and crew on the good ship Boston University 2019. For those on the bridge, wisdom. For those learning the ropes, patience. For those working in the rigging, a light heart. For those who bid farewell at the gangplank, our parents and sponsors, thanksgiving, thanksgiving for the birth pangs that brought life, the hands that prepared us to sail, the hearts that forgave, conditioned, and seasoned us, for the tear-filled eyes and proud hearts that wave to us as the ship leaves the harbor, our mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, our communities of meaning, belonging, and empowerment. A great thanksgiving. O thou who stills the water and calms the sea, grant us this year fair winds, bright skies, and an adventurous voyage. Amen. Here is a matriculation account. Verdon Jordan came from Mississippi, a poor home. His father drove him all the way to DePauw University, that's in Greencastle, Indiana, a small Methodist college. A small Methodist college for small Methodists, we like to say, and there he was. His father deposited him at his dorm room and said, we won't be back, Vernon, for four years. We just can't come. We're with you, but you're here. And I want to say one thing to you. Read. When others are sleeping, you read. When others are dancing, you read. When others are partying, you read. When others are wasting precious time and encouraging you to do the same thing, you read. We'll see you in four years. I read in the newspaper last week that this same Vernon Jordan celebrated his 80th birthday on Cape Cod in the company of a former president, President Clinton, and a current president, Barack Obama. Take and read. Speaking of presidents, Lemuel Merlin was our third president. He went from here to be the president at DePaul. Now you know the presidents of Boston University by heart already, probably. Presidents Warren, Huntington, Merlin, Marsh, Case, Christ Janer, Silber, Wessling, Chobanian, and Brown. Together, this university under their fine leadership has celebrated the gift of God in Mark chapter 7, which is the inside. Forget for a moment about cups and kettles and plates. Forget about the list of things evil 
Licentiousness is not a word we use very frequently, however apparent and prevalent its reality may be. Set all that aside in hearing this text. It's about just one thing, lips and heart. Honoring with lips the outside, honoring with heart the inside. This great university desires for us all that makes a human being fully human, that produces over time a full personality. Not just the visible, but the soulful. Not just the chance to make a living, but over decades the chance to make a life. Not the outside, but the inside. You hear familiar verses here. Cleanse the inside of the cup. What does it profit one to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Enter at the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to perdition, and many there be who go there that way. But narrow is the gate, and straight is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be who find it. You take in this gift of these years and read. That is, your challenge is not or not only to complete in a certain number of years a degree, say in four years a Bachelor of Arts, although it is certainly so. It is to do so in a way that doesn't lose your soul, that actually helps gain your soul. A sense of wonder, a sense of beauty, a sense of virtue, a sense of mortality, the things that last, matter, count, have meaning over the longer, longer haul. Oh, all of these passages, including Mark, as you know, they're like a choir. Welcome home, choir. We're glad to have you here. There's the voice of Jesus, the soprano lead voice, here wrestling with the Pharisees. There's the alto voice, the alto voice, the most important of all, hidden though from us, the primitive church, wrestling with moving from its mother tongue, mother religion, Judaism, out into something new and different. The tenor voice, that of the gospel writer, in this case, Mark, our earliest. And that deep basso profundo, the bass voice, carrying along through all time. From Mark in the year 70 A.D. to you and me and all of us together, August 30th, 2015. The St. Augustine, who used the phrase, tola lega, take and read, take and read. You read. Today I invite colleagues of mine, they are all Marsh Chapel associates, they are undergraduates working here in the ministry of Marsh Chapel to join me in a moment to share with you an imaginary journey. They are those who with Robert Frost celebrate a sense of calling. He said, yield who will to their separation. My object in living is to unite my vocation with my avocation as my two eyes make one in sight. Only where love and need are one, and the work is play for mortal stakes, is the deed ever really done for heaven and the future's sakes. We are gathered today to listen and to receive and to receive the gospel of Mark 7. Our focus at Marsh Chapel in this coming year is on prayer Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication for sure. You need an hour a day, you need a day a week, you need a week a quarter, and you need a quarter a year for reflection. 8 a.m., say, Friday, say, school break week, say, summer, say. You need the breathing, the movement of prayer. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to earn your degree in a way that will allow you to do so as you earn in life's future yearnings as well, in a way that leads to life, in a soulful way, in a hearty way, in a healthy way. Here is what we mean. For a moment, we will take an imaginary walk with you, along with my colleagues, Ms. Jamie Dingus and Ms. Casey Schultz and Mr. Ian Quillen. We will set out and walk down the esplanade first, enjoying the sights of sailing and sculling, and we come to the statue of Arthur Fiedler, we will stop there and we will read. Perhaps we'll read from 
Kaim Patak's novel, My Name is Asher Leff. There, the young artist recalls a moment with his father. The artist is six years old, and, he, and a bird has died and lies along the curb. Is it dead, Papa? I was six and could not bring myself to look at it. Yes, I heard him say in a sad and distant way. Why did it die? Everything that lives must die. Everything? Yes. You too, Papa? And Mama? Yes. And me? Yes, he said. But then he added in Yiddish, but may it be only after you live a long and happy life, my Asher. I couldn't grasp it. I forced myself to look at the bird. Everything alive would one day be as still as that bird? Why? I asked. That's the way the Rabono shell alone made this world, Asher. Why? So life would be precious, Asher. Something that is yours forever is never precious. Then we will walk with you just a little bit farther in the mind's eye by imagination, that great gift of God to the human being. Stopping for a moment in the public garden, there's none like it. It's as lovely a common space as there is anywhere. And we see Commonwealth Avenue, what Winston Churchill called the loveliest street in America. We notice in the garden the flowers and name them. We enjoy the shade and relax. Perhaps we take a boat ride. And then we open a volume of poetry from Gerard Manley Hopkins. Glory be to God for dappled things, for skies of couple color as brinded cow, for rose moles all in stipple upon trout that swim, fresh fire coal, chestnut falls, finches' wings, landscape plotted and pieced, fold, fallow, and plow and all trades, their gear and tackle and trim. All things counter, original, spare, strange, whatever is fickle, freckled, who knows how. With swift, slow, sweet, sour, a dazzle, dim, he fathers forth, whose beauty is past change. Praise him. You and I, we are not far now from the public library. Let's go in for a moment. We'll enter, we'll go up the stairs slowly, noticing all there is to see. We notice the Civil War remembrances. We look at the great frieze that includes the Hebrew prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel. John Updike and so many others came regularly to this reading room, this great expanse perfect for the winter as well, to read and then to write. We pull up a chair for a moment. At hand is a copy of David Brooks' new book, The Road to Character. Recently, I've been thinking about the difference between the resume virtues and the eulogy virtues. The resume virtues are the ones you list on your resume, the skills that you bring to the job market and that contribute to external success. The eulogy virtues are deeper. They're the virtues that get talked about at your funeral, the ones that exist at the core of your being, whether you are kind, brave, honest, or faithful, what kind of relationships you formed. Ah, the day is bright and cool. They're coming, some of those cooler, beautiful autumn days in New England. What a gift, autumn, in this part of the world. We choose the path now along the emerald necklace, an unusual place to stroll, to saunter, to saunter, to walk in a saintly way. A bench beckons, and we sit. And a Boston surgeon's book is in our bag, titled being mortal. We pause to read a bit of Dr. Gawande's essay. We stretch and read his meditation upon medicine and meaning in the twilight of life. People with serious illness have priorities besides simply prolonging their lives. Avoiding suffering, 
strengthening relationships with family and friends, being mentally aware, not being a burden on others, and achieving a sense that their life is complete. Our system of technological medical care has utterly failed to meet those needs. Tola, Lege, take and read. An awareness of wonder may greet you on the esplanade. An awareness of beauty may greet you in the public garden. An awareness of virtue may greet you in the library. An awareness of mortality may greet you by the emerald necklace. So that when you return to campus, say to Marsh Chapel, and you come down the center aisle and you pause to meditate and you sit for a moment in the front pew and you look up at St. Augustine, Augustine of Hippo, the second window here, who amid tears, misery, and lamentation reclaimed his own soul by reading. I was saying these things and weeping in the most bitter contrition of my heart when suddenly I heard the voice of a boy or a girl, I know not which, coming from the neighboring house, chanting over and over again, Tole lege, tole lege. Pick it up, read it. Pick it up, read it. Immediately I ceased weeping and began most earnestly to think whether it was usual for children in some kind of game to sing such a song. But I could not remember ever having heard the like. So, damming the torrent of my tears, I got to my feet, for I could not but think that this was a divine command to open the Bible and read the first passage I should light upon. For I had heard how Anthony, accidentally coming into church while the gospel was being read, received the admonition as if what was read had been addressed to him. Go and sell what you have and give it to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. By such an oracle he was forthwith converted to thee. So I quickly returned to the bench where Olypius was sitting, for there I had put down the apostle's book when I had left there. I snatched it up, opened it, and in silence read the paragraph on which my eyes first fell. Not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. I wanted to read no further, nor did I need to, for instantly, as the sentence ended, there was infused in my heart something like the light of full certainty, and all the gloom of doubt vanished away. Wonder, beauty, virtue, mortality. Not the lips, but the heart. Not the outside, but the inside. Not the visible, but the soulful. Not the living, but the life. Take and read, take and read, take and read. Boston University, proud with mission sure, keeping the light of knowledge high, long to endure, treasuring the best of all that's old, searching out the new. Our alma mater evermore, hail be you.
be seated. The Apostle Paul said, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. We welcome you to pray standing, sitting, kneeling, or however the Spirit moves you. Now let us sing together hymn 473, Lead Me, Lord. God, with praise, repentance, thanksgiving, and concern, we bow before you. Great is your faithfulness, boundless is your love, and holy is your name. Almighty God, you alone are worthy to be praised, and so we honor and adore you. Merciful God, we admit that we have sinned. Forgive us, for we hear your word and yet we have failed to follow Christ's life of love. But we open our hearts to you. Come, Holy Spirit. We welcome your cleansing touch so that lives, lies and evil words are replaced with truth and words of encouragement. We willingly offer our hearts for renewal so that our bitterness and anger are replaced with kindness and compassion. Heal us, Holy Spirit. We are grateful that we are free to worship you publicly. We are also thankful for the technology that enables us to worship together with our virtual congregation, separated by time as well as space. As we thank you, we are mindful of those who are prevented from worshiping you freely. Have mercy on them, dear Lord. Grant them the peace of your presence in their silent worship. As we begin a new academic year, we are grateful to welcome new and returning students, parents, friends, and colleagues. We thank you for a congregation of people with diverse gifts given according to your grace. Renew a right spirit within us so that we will freely volunteer to use our gifts to strengthen this church community and honor you through teaching, preaching, serving, leading, encouraging, giving, and forgiving. Holy God, we bring our concerns to you. We pray for people around the world who suffer from the indignities of injustice, the violence of war, and the apathy of their governments. We pray for those who are fleeing violence and oppression in their homelands, only to be preyed upon in their desperation. Give them safe passage and help them find refuge, God. We pray for the sick, those in despair with grieving hearts and people who are suffering in other ways. Comfort them, gracious God. Hear our prayers, Lord. With humility and gratitude, we offer these prayers in the name of our beloved Savior and pray as he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
The peace of the Lord be always with you. We greet you once again here in the nave of Marsh Chapel. My name is Brother Larry Whitney. I have the privilege of serving as university chaplain for community life here at Marsh Chapel. On behalf of my colleagues, Ms. Jessica Chica, our university chaplain for international students ad interim, and our dean, the Reverend Dr. Robert Allen Hill, we are very grateful for your presence among us this morning. We hope you'll take a moment to participate in our ritual of friendship by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew, passing that book along to your neighbor so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the coming week. Alternatively, you may want to check in here at Marsh Chapel on Facebook or tweet us at Marsh Chapel. Things are getting off to a roaring start here at Boston University, and we have a full schedule of events here at Marsh Chapel for the first week. You may wish to join us on the first day of classes for Tai Chi out on Marsh Plaza, led by the former dean of Marsh Chapel, the Reverend Dr. Robert Cummings Neville, here with us in the balcony, and uh, on the first day of classes at 8.30, and then downstairs in the Marsh Room will be an international breakfast beginning uh, to follow. Some of you may be blessed with the gift of music and may wish to join our wonderful Marsh Chapel Choir. To do so, come right here to the nave of Marsh Chapel at 6 o'clock on Thursday evenings for a time of sharing musically before rehearsal begins at 6. We note our first Friday fellowship begins this Friday. Uh, We'll begin at 6 p.m. this week. Normally we begin at 8 with board games, dinner, a movie, and come midnight, capture the flag on the BU Beach. Next Sunday, right here at Marsh Chapel, we begin our regular series of interdenominational worship services. We hope to see you then and to join us following for a barbecue luncheon, including a blessing of the books, bags, and bikes. So if you are a cyclist, bring your bicycle. As you heard this morning, all of you should be reading, so bring your books for a blessing. As the ushers wait upon us for the morning offering, we invite you to meditate on Randall Thompson's Alleluia. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
God of all creation, all you have made is good and your love endures forever. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, support us all the day long of this troublous life until the shadows lengthen, the evening comes, the busy world is hushed, the fever of life is over, and our work is done. Then in thy mercy grant us a safe rest, a happy lodging, and peace at the last. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 